I think it's best that we leave it there because I think actually the sound of sirens is, um, you know, sort of uh, right now. Not we've had enough. We've had enough. So just a a, a one quick short burst. But we have to because the people demand it. People are literally in the inbox. Well, yeah. You know, we're demanding one week. We briefly considered not doing a siren song, a siren song at the beginning of the episode. And Dana cried. Yeah. I wish you guys could have seen, you know, because Dana's like so bubbly. So it's like it's so heartbreaking to see her in that state. And, you know, I'm just going to do everything I can to not do that to you again. And I just want to actually, you know, we've apologized a million times, but I do want to apologize again to Dana. This is mainly this is mainly (laughs) this is a podcast about apologizing and I'd like to apologize right up top for not stating that the name of this podcast is of course Urgent Care I am Joel Kim Booster I am Mitra Johari and we're here to help you we're here to take your calls and emails and and give you advice um, sort of to the best of our ability which is famously limited non-existent non-existent Mitra how are you? um you know, uh, I would say this week was, I had the most like physical fatigue that I've had in this time. Really? I, yeah, I started like just really working just on that Peloton, really working on that Peloton. Well, it's like, it's just amazing how, like how tired I get doing nothing every yeah. day. Um, and I, yeah, I think that's been sort of the overarching. I've always made that observation about you. Even before this started. That I'm really tired. Yeah, from doing nothing. I said, look at her. Look at her just sitting there doing nothing. No, Mitra's one of the busiest women in Hollywood. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I had I had a... I feel like it's... I'm, I'm accepting that, like, every day is going to be its own new horrible mm-hmm. adventure. So, <laughs> trying... <laughs> trying to put less pressure on myself which means like planning less which is like so much of my personality is planning things in advance and it like is how I feel like I have control of my life and this week I've been trying to do less of that because that's been like creating a lot of unnecessary stress for me I that was a lot like you know I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to live like this. So I'm just trying to get better at, at living yeah. like this. And that was that was sort of the the piece of progress I was able to make this week was just being a little forgiving about um, not achieving something or like or sell. But also, I will say, I feel like I'm celebrating myself <laughs> <laughs> more when it's like today. I did 20 minutes of physical activity. I am amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, it really has like reframed a lot of tat. Like right before we got on this, I was like, shit. I like I had some things I wanted to get done before we recorded this. And I was like, I'm going to I have enough time to make my bed before we have to start recording. And I went and did that it took maybe less than 60 seconds. And I was like, wow. You know that yes. that Michelle Obama clip of like, there you go, girl, rising, <laughs> like raising the bar that I had that moment with myself because today 
today, this week, that is as that is as a monumental win that I was able to find time to make yeah. my bed before recording this podcast. It really is like I think it's just so hard to do anything right now. So mm-hmm. if you do one single thing you are amazing (laughs) like anything that is i resent doing anything that is not laying down and getting drunk like Mm -hmm. everything else feels so fucking stupid yeah and everything feels like it takes such a herculean amount of effort to accomplish that like yeah if i if i can do one single thing then like celebrate me and i celebrate you joel for making your bed thank you Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing. I am sitting currently on my unmade bed. So, yeah. and you're a slob, and you failed today. And you I, failed. I, I really failed today. Where I rose, where I rose to the occasion, you sort of crumbled. Um, you know, shattered into a million tiny pieces. Exactly, a million little pieces. James Bray. Yes, hero, <laughs> queen. <laughs> we stand a lying we legend. Stand. I love actually he could really uh, in this if that happened today I would be like look at you go girl. Oh <laughs> like, totally. It's it's just unfortunate that, that he did that like pr- however many We years are the ago. scam generation and he sh- yes. if he would have really like hit and like peaked d- during our time the scam generation's time I think we would have really applauded him for that. Oh yeah, he would have like his own TV show. Mm-hmm. How are you? <laughs> Um, awful, terrible. This has been, um, you are the, you and Dana are the first faces I've seen in two days. I turned off, I, um, deactivated my Twitter and Instagram, accidentally reactivated my Instagram trying to gain access to my Finsta. Um, but, um, deactivated my social media and turned off my phone for two full days. Um, and... Yeah, it's been not good. I've sort of... I. It, yeah, it's not been good. And I will say that I think that there was this like illusion for me, at least at the start of this, where it was like, everything's on pause, you know? And you, mental illness is not on pause. And it is interesting to sort of see how it, how it manifests... Or actually, wildly, I would say it's more interesting that it is completely the same. Um, Like the chemicals in your brain do not know that you are in your house all day um, Mm -hmm. and not talking to anybody. But um, yeah, it's been not great. Um, And so, you know, (laughs) let's answer some questions. I I really wanted to do that. Like you were actually very... You were like, you actually were the first person that I spoke to um, after taking my break. And you were like, we don't have to record the podcast. And I said, (laughs) actually, I want to. And I think that so far I don't regret it Um, because this feels normal. And this is the most I felt normal in two days. I think it helps to like do the thing that you would be doing anyway sometimes. like Yeah. Well, and this is also the only thing I had to do this week um, that like had to be mm-hmm. paid to do this week and well I, I guess what when when this is all over check your venmo you're getting a fat venmo for 10 <laughs> million dollars <laughs> um, straight from your wolf <laughs> yes so while in this time of like when the world is unstable and my brain feels massively unstable um this feels very nice and a return to like it's actually sort of a sign i think of how how deep my mental illness goes and my mood um, disorder goes that you are sort of 
<laughs> emblematic of stability and calm. <laughs> the biggest agent of chaos in my life. Um, but yeah, no, this is good. I can't wait to help people sort of full throttle. I think. <laughs> the energy that this would have, <laughs> unlike anything the world has ever yeah. seen. So, yeah, on that note, Let's just dive in. We've got yeah. some, we've got a ton to do today. We've got updates. We've got people we've calling got calls. in, needing help, calls, we've, emails. Uh, d- dare I say we've even got multiple emails and calls? That is wild. <laughs> Fuck. All those. right. Let's hear our first little update. Hi, this is an update call. Uh, I'm the caller that you guys named Pinochet, which is just <laughs> the best name ever. <laughs> I love it so much, and I was so honored to be uh to be selected. Um, uh, you, first of all, y'all are so amazing, and I, I love everything you do so much. You're so gifted, um, and uh, I'm so glad that you're continuing through the COVID um, situation. So with my, you know, I'm the the businesswoman who has issues of being too kind and doing too much for people that I hire to work with me. Um, as a, something lucky that happened is I, uh, I hire people per project. So right before all the quarantine set in, I had just finished with a team and they were all paid. So I don't have any lingering payroll issues or any lingering um, staff to deal with. So uh, what you said was so rang so true and I've listened to it several times and uh, I'm using this opportunity in uh, you know in quarantine to ponder all that uh, and to also just kind of focus on me instead of obsessing mm-hmm. over work and people um, and uh, I think that's been really important I just turned 50 and I'm kind of coming into my own as someone with experience instead of someone who's you know struggling and so your your words have meant a lot, and I hope to come out of this crisis, if we all come out of it okay, um, just kind of a stronger and more defined person um, as an individual and business-wise. And when I'm ready to rehire a project team, uh, I'm going to be much more analytical about it. I'm not going to I'm not going to you know try to hire someone that I think would benefit from it. I'm going to hire people that benefit me and the program. Um, so thank you for that. Your your help really went a long way. And by the way, introduced my husband to your show. Uh, I was so excited to play uh, to play that episode for him. Now he's a fan. Uh, anyway, I, I just love you two to death. Please keep doing what you're doing and stay well. And I look forward to hearing your next episode. Bye. Yes, I love this. I love. Uh- to hear also this the first update. the first husband probably to ever listen to us yeah no i actually love I, I really the picture that flashed in my mind is them like sitting on the couch and you know that thing when you're showing your partner like a movie or television show you love and you're just like looking at them the whole time and he's oh like miserable he hates it he hates us i guarantee you pinochet your husband hates <laughs> us um wishes nothing but ill on us um <laughs> but we we love but him. we love you and we love him especially we love him we love him because and I you think it's love him great i think it's great that we turned um a business owner that sort of had a sort of um empathetic outward eye and and really turned her inward and said <laughs> think about yourself and think about how these workers these laborers can benefit you and your business and i think that is a win for us no jk um i am gl- i think that we helped i'm, and I'm glad, glad that we think that we helped it was so nice to hear that. And um, I hope that your husband calls in and lets us know what he thinks of the yes. pod. 
<laughs> I would like to encourage him to just let us know what his experience of that is. Um, he. Um, Pino he which is even <laughs> that's further their, that's their sinks of a Pino shiz and shurs yeah. <laughs> um, and I also want to quickly say too that like I think it's wonderful um, to have goals to come out of COVID by um, but also if you come out the same like sack of shit that you went in then that's okay too and just also, for everyone if you, aware if you come out worse that's totally fine even better <laughs> <laughs> I mean I can't I, I like it's going to be so funny to come out of this and see what everybody looks like. Like, I just know that, like, my every muscle in my body has completely atrophied. And I, like, can't wait to unveil the yeah, way that I feel. No one wants to hear this, but I um, I am coming out hotter, much hotter. Because I, I, the only thing in my life I can control right now is my diet and working out every day. And I have sort of turned the dial up to 11. And it is awful, I think, about it every day. But, um... No, it, it's it gonna makes be psychotic. sense to me that somehow you you enter it with a with a perfect body and come out um, even hotter. So yeah. it, I'm glad to know that the, the things are going the way that they yeah. should. I won't, I won't <laughs> need this podcast after this is all over. Actually, I'll be so hot. Um, we've got an update email. I'll read it. Um, Thank you. Hi, Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel. <laughs> I love you both so much. I know that this email address gives you all of my information, but I trust you bad idea i had some advice <laughs> for the person whose boyfriend plays a lot of video games i think that you started to call her alana del rey inspired name but then it went somewhere else I'm sorry <laughs> i don't remember her exact name i'm sure it was very good no you no it was not bitch, you know it wasn't <laughs> anyway i had a similar problem with my boyfriend who plays a ton of video games to relax in addition to me having to get over myself and judging his means of releasing stress something that helped is that we are now playing a video game together there are a lot of games where two people can play as a team my boyfriend brought a game called Nights and Bikes, and it's about these two girls going on adventures on their really cool bikes. Oh my god! Ah! The animation is truly beautiful, and it's a fun way for us to connect in this really sweet and heartwarming video game about female friendship. It helps him <laughs> relax and makes me feel closer to him, and also has helped me change my outlook on video games and realize that they can be a beautiful escape. I swear I'm not trying to advertise this video game, and I'm not affiliated with it at all. It's a pure for men situation. Here. <laughs> Hope that helps. Love. She, her pronouns. P.S. I am in law school and don't worry, no one can sue you for giving bad advice because of a doctrine called assumption of risk. Also, you give great advice. Wow. This This is is one of... one of the most useful emails we've ever received. Honestly. It's amazing. Also, I want to play Nights and Bikes. That sounds amazing. You should get Nights and Bikes. I don't know what system it's on. She didn't specify it, but I think that's a fun game for you and Patty to play. Two young yes. girls on bikes. Oh my god. It's not, it sounds so lovely. The way I mean, I love watching Patty play video games. Like she has certain really beautifully designed games that she plays that I can't remember the names of any of them right now, which is awesome of me. The one, but, the one with the whale. She's always swimming by a whale. Well, there was one that she does that has like a player with a baby strapped to it and they're like Yes, trying- um Death Stranding. Yeah. Yes, I actually that I, game literally just came in the mail today. Oh my god. I We need to I, get, we like, need to Yeah. I sat and watched her play for like a, a while one night. and it's just like it, it is stunning and it's like beautifully written and acted and I'm somebody I mean I'm just not a gamer and I, like watching her relationship to video games has totally changed the way that I think about it yeah anyway I hope this person yeah maybe that. yeah that's a that's an option that we did not even present which is to play the games together it, but... it's just so strange that we would like miss something <laughs> <laughs> That's Very not like us. us. Very <laughs> unlike us. Um, okay, one last update. Ooh. Dana. 
Hi, Joel and Mitra. Mitra, Joel, love you both equally. Uh, got that out of the way. Okay, so I was just calling in response to one of your recent podcasts. I just wanted to let you know that spiders hate peppermint oil. So if, instead of uh, killing spiders, if you just put a little bit of peppermint oil around door frames, um, in your entryway, wherever you want to put it, spiders will be repelled. So instead of savages killing them, we should just try to scare them away. Um, would love to sit on either of your faces. All right. Thanks for the podcast. Bye. Wow. That's great. But you do notice that he sort of swapped it around and, and sort of the benefit of me sitting on someone's faces is, is I'm not doing much work, but I'm getting a lot of the action. And he wants to sit on. He sort of reversed it and said he wants like us to. to do he wants work. us to do the work. Yes. He wants us to do the labor. Hmm. Typical uh, you know, of one of our callers. <laughs> take, 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 take. Never give, give, give. Um, <laughs> yeah, where's my advice? <laughs> yeah. This is amazing. I refuse to look it up and find out if it's real. I, I specifically put this in the doc because I was like, I'm not looking this up. <laughs> <laughs> this is like so goop. Um, I love it. Um, I I'm love never going to look it up. I love that. I, I also love to sort of frame this as like spiders sort of being very like anti um, like natural medicine. Sort of <laughs> like, they're like, oh, it sounds terrible. Um <laughs> But it, it seems like a, a win-win. It feels like... But the thing is, that I have spiders in so many places in my house. I would just have to... I don't know, like, what your... How much peppermint... I would do too much. I know that for sure. I There's would just, just like... no way that I would do that right. My door frames in <laughs> peppermint oil. Yeah. Like, to undiluted peppermint oil? Like, again, not going to look it up, but... Yep. Wait, I, I mean, love the idea of this. The story making, it tells. Exactly. We're making a promise to do no research on this mm -hmm. and just put it out into the universe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we get into some of our fun little calls? Yeah, I today? guess we should probably take a break. Okay, yeah. Let's take a break and then we'll come back and then we'll do it. Oh, silencing women. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, women in society. Um, oh, because women in society. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll be right back. I mean, Charlie, and if you'd like to bring us back. Wow, but Joel did it anyway. No, no, no. So. I was just saying, I think you should, we can, we can, I was nope. just saying that did, that could have stayed behind the curtain, but you decided to make it in front of the curtain. <laughs> nope. Joel brought us back okay. and we're back. We, we were, we were away and Joel brought us back. All right. You know what? Just read the fucking email. <laughs> And, you know, that's perfect for me to be a total bitch about wanting something and then to not be ready when the opportunity is presented. Choke on your own saliva. Yeah, that was fully choking on my own spit. Water, nowhere near. No, uh, <laughs> never drinks enough of it. I keep telling her to. <laughs> okay, I'll try again. I just die. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra. Love you. Okay, real quick, actually, before we get into this, I do think if we have a t-shirt, it should just say, love you both equally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is so funny that we have really projected that onto everyone who calls. Yes, and, and I love it. And and I, I'm grateful. I was really, as we were listening to the updates, I was like, I really, our listeners, like, get us. <laughs> <laughs> It, only and, it did not take very long. It did not take very many episodes for this to sort of become the game, which yeah. I think is great. It's because it. we we radiate insecurity so clearly. <laughs> we telegraphed that so clearly over the air airwaves that everyone yeah. intuited that. 
Yeah, well, not even intuited. We just say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's not subtext. It is text. Um, (laughs) It is canon that we are deeply insecure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra. Love you both equally and really want your differing opinions on this. Well, I'm a single. Who knows? I mean, who knows if we're going to disagree? Hi. uh, Wait. (laughs) I'm... (laughs) I'm I'm having a really hard time. I'm a <laughs> This episode is just me starting over yeah. on the email 18 times. I'm a single 30-year-old who's been in quarantine with my single 24-year-old roommate since the start of Quar. We've lived together for a year, and it's been strictly a friend's older sister-younger brother relationship, but in these times, the mind wanders. Mm. It doesn't help that he's a conventionally hot dude who might be my only option for sex for a while, and spending this time together is only making us emotionally closer. In any other circumstance, I would absolutely not consider this, and I'm still worried about the way this plays out on the other side without affecting our relationship. I'm also worried that if it goes badly and we're stuck together for many more months, that would be bad. So far, he's not shown a specific interest beyond our friendship, but hasn't shown no interest. It's It all came to a head when I had a dream about him simply sleeping in my bed. What's going on? What do I do? <laughs> I love I this love this email. question. I There's so many things to love about this email. Yes. So many lists. What are we, where are we going to call her? Um... May big, December romance. Big sister. Who's a famous big sister? Um, Beyonce. <laughs> famous no, Sol- for being a big Solange sister. Is, Solange is older. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. She yeah. really like looks younger. And wow, she feels I... younger too, but I um, Solange is the older sister. And her music that. feels like more like current. What, whatever. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't know this. So whatever. long. Um, so long. So lounge. Um, <laughs> um, so eat me out. <laughs> um, she's also dreaming a lot. Um, mm-hmm. There's fantasy. sort of fantasy. Well, it's really like older. a Mariah Carey, Nick Cannon. <laughs> is, that it? is that what it is? <laughs> Mariah. Um, I, I love sort of um, the sort of dream sort of. Freddy Krueger. Um, yeah, something about, in that. Um, what about the um, the emancipation of dreamy? <laughs> the emancipation of dreamy <laughs> is unfortunately the name that we're going to go with here. The emancipation of dreamy. Dreamy There's... for sure. So dreamy, I mean, here's the thing. No matter what the advice we give you, it, this is sort of a one-sided thing. It's like, mm-hmm. should you do it? I think yes, but can you do it? That normally it's 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 sort of we get this question in reverse. It's um, I can do this thing. Should I do this thing? And right. your question is sort of the only. There's only one part of this equate. We're, we're, we have to do some algebra because there are some integers that are missing from yes. the situation. Um, I definitely yeah. Reading this, I I my first thought was absolutely it sounds so fun and in this time have sex with your roommate um i think the only thing i think you know let's assume that like he's very down Mm -hmm. i guess my only thing is like do you need to live with this person when this is over like if if this is like the best living situation you've ever had and it is your dream to live with this person for the foreseeable future then do not throw it all away to have sex a few times especially because like just you know it 
it's just not the like it is a horny situation, but it's not really a horny time. So okay, and sort of giving her what she wanted, you know, sort of crossfire style, point counterpoint is. <laughs> I think he's so young; he's twenty four. Twenty mm-hmm. four year olds they they never stay in one place very long. There's no yeah. way he's reached his capacity at this home, and I think a w- lovely send off would be you. Um, Really coming on to him. Um, and I think there's like, this is such a porny situation too. And I think like 24 year olds love, love when you frame things in, the, in a language they can understand. 24 year old straight boys, 24 year old boys, 24 year olds yeah. in general, love totally. it when you frame things around Oh porn. yeah. I mean, like to me, it's so hot to imagine this unfolding the way you want it to. I just think you need to do some work on your end, some fun investigative work to see if this is an actually horny situation or if you are just horny. Yeah. Like it like because the worst thing right now would be for you to try to have sex with this person and for him to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And then you just feel awkward for the next however then, many Then months. you're stuck because your your concern in the email was very much like, what if we have sex and the sex is bad? It's like, babe. What's even worse is what if you try to have sex and he's not into it? That's even worse. Exactly. So that to me is the 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 more important question because if yeah. he's into it, fuck. Because yeah. here like right now it's like if you're going from like being so horny and then all of a sudden you're having like like mediocre sex with your roommate, you're having sex with your roommate. Like yeah. <laughs> um I think you could have a very fun horny situation if you can have a yeah. fun horny situation. And um, one last thing, uh, absolutely do not tell him about this dream. For some reason, this dream is <laughs> creepier than if you had like a straight up sex dream about him. <laughs> I will say that. You cannot reveal this dream. Well, it's like, I dreamed that you were sleeping. It's like, you, how do you know? And like, maybe he was dead. <laughs> yeah. You just dreamed that he's sleeping next to you. Honey, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> We know and I would like to, than you do. <laughs> July. I know you're listening to this. Um, if you, if no, we don't know what the the other names of the of the episode will be. Maybe we reach something that's better than the Emancipation of Dreamy. But I would like to say for the record that Dreamy is spelled D R I M I. Okay, not D R E A N Y, as you might I, assume. Yes. Which, and I do not fault you for assuming that. But if you do end up naming this episode the Emancipation of Dreamy, it is D R M I. D-R-I-M-I. Yes. And that is it. Thank you, and that's Joel. that. Now we have a voicemail. <clears throat> um, Dana. Hi, Joel and Mitra. I love you both unequally. Uh, I'm calling because in this time of pandemic uh, where I have been continuing to chat and talk and sometimes FaceTime with uh, several of the guys that I've been chatting and talking with before all of this. And... They are getting a little bit wilder, crazier, um, more pushed to the extremes in this extreme time. And they all love sending me videos of themselves jerking off pretty regularly, which is fun and great and usually great to see and be woken up to and have for my day. But, and I know this is a non-problem problem, but they <laughs> are starting to kind of pile up in my day. And <laughs> I like can only respond to something. <laughs> videos of them masturbating in their apartments um, at a time, and I'm wondering how I can try and uh, traffic control this a little bit better so that, um, (laughs) yeah, I'm responding appropriately and appreciatively and not getting burnt out on it. 
So thank you very much. <laughs> I love you both. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, sort of, um, uh, this is sort of, you know, this is sort of a Scrooge McFuck situation because I see him sort of dive, you know, Scrooge McDuck diving into a pile of gold coins and that is what he is sort of describing in this situation and Mm -hmm. it would be as, as if the Scrooge McDuck was like, how do I spend all these gold coins? (laughs) And that's what you're doing, Scrooge McFuck, with this voicemail. Um... I, I think love I, this voicemail. This is actually like um, th- this is. There's one piece of context that's a little bit missing for me, which is: Are you sending back just? Are you just sending back notes, sort of like an editor, or like- <laughs> are you also sending videos? Because that's the that's the thing. Because I actually I have this experience with like guys that I just like snap with or like like sort of casually pre all of this and just in my life will send nudes to and like, you know, I have my list and then they, sometimes they'll send stuff back and otherwise. But um, the way that like I sort of alleviate the monotony sometimes of just like, you know, you've seen a person standing in their same mirror mm-hmm. naked once you've seen it a thousand times. And especially now we're all sort of limited. I know this is driving me crazy. I only have three mirrors in my house. And only one of them I look good at. So it is like a tough situation, not a lot of variety. But what I do in normal life is sort of like I escalate things. It's sort of like improv. You know, you sort of have to like make the move. And we always come back to improv. And we always do. um, Because we love (laughs) it. In times of crisis, we come back to improv. (laughs) Um, I. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I, I think like. First of all, incredible problem to have. Yes. Couldn't relate to anything yes. less in my mm-hmm. life. But when we talk about privilege in the time of COVID, <laughs> this is really, this is really, it. this is amazing. But I do understand that you know, you, you're not like I'm not always in the mood to be sending a sexy photo. Like so, like that you, you do have to like. For me, this is a question about like time management and like using time wisely in the time of COVID and, you know, not letting this kind of stress build up. So, you know, if you have a moment where you look at yourself and you feel incredibly sexy and horny and hot, you've got to just crank them all out. You got to get as much out as you possibly can get bang for your buck because you don't know when you're going to be motivated again. So really push yourself in those moments when you feel like you have the energy as we were talking about with Joel making the bed it's like do you have the do you have the energy to take one gorgeous photo of your ass then do that do you have the energy to do like five very horny things on video then you must <laughs> yeah i also think if it's just like in a matter of triage and he's not even sending videos back and he's just sort of like sending comments and things back i think this is there's an opportunity a you do a template. Mm-hmm. No, but they're not communicating with each other. You send the same same message back. Form you sort response. of write ahead. Yeah, form mm-hmm. response. Or, you know, and I've been watching last week it was making, or last week it was Next in Fashion. I have now moved on to Making the Cut. <laughs> um, and so I'm watching a lot and, you know, watching Top Chef. I'm watching a lot of, you know, sort of reality competition shows. I think it's time to start to call, you know, and sort of silence is the elimination. Or you do it, or you actually add pageantry to it, and you say, "I have two beautiful girls standing in front of me, and only 
<laughs> one of you can remain in my DMs throughout <laughs> the rest of and sort of and then you sort of call it down to three, you know, or or however whatever number you're comfortable. And then they you can, all you have the get to go for. to Spain. And- mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think, yeah, I think we've we've presented you with plenty of options here, and I think you need to stop <laughs> bragging, okay? Scrooge McFuck. Congratulations to you. On your problem. <clears throat> okay. All right, we've got an now email. Now we have an email. Would is you like to read? read? I think it's your turn because the last time I almost died. Yes, that so. is great. <laughs> Hi, Joel and Mitra. Mitra and Joel, love the pod. It's great gym listening back when gyms were still a thing. I'm a straight and single millennial in a big liberal city and recently found out that I have herpes. What? I'm now taking suppressive meds daily to lower my risk of getting another outbreak and know that if I'm having sex with condoms and don't have an outbreak, the risk of the guy contracting it is very low, enough so that my doctor said that if it's just a hookup, there's uh, probably no real need to tell the guy. So my two-part question is, would you want to know if you were about to hook up with someone who had herpes, even if there was little chance they could give it to you? And B, if you don't care about knowing with a hookup, what happens if the hookup turns into a thing and then you have to do, and you do tell them because you want to have sex without condoms once you become exclusive? When do you do it? I'm worried that it's just another thing on my list of red flags that'll make a guy decide I'm not what he's looking for. Um, what do we call this girl? Um, so keeping a big secret. Samantha. Um... <laughs> Secret Samantha. Wait, is Samantha like Sex in the City Samantha? Sex in the City Samantha, yeah. So I'm actually just now watching it for the first time. Wow, congrats. Thank you. I'm on the I'm almost done with season two. Or at okay. least like I'm on like episode fifteen of season two. And you know back in the day when we used to do those live stagings, um, all the gays, I was Samantha. <gasps> World renowned for my impression of Samantha. Um but that's besides the point. Um what are we naming this gal? Um Let's see. So herpes. Herpes. Um, single millennial. Her- sh- big li- shirt. <laughs> herpes. Herpshe. Herpshe. Herpshe's kisses. <laughs> Man, you always take it too far. You always take it one step too far. Herpshe's kisses. I wish for the listeners that you could see, even over Zoom, the hate. In Joel's <laughs> eyes, when he processed Herpshe's kisses, I really like. Wait, you did an Instagram like ask me anything uh, last week, and I love the percentage of questions that were: Is Joel being nice to you? Is Joel really mean to you? Is are you actually friends with Joel, or is he really that mean to you? And I could not believe that that is. I have been maligned, and oh every qu- every time you answered, you're like, Yes, he's he's nice to me. I love Joel. <laughs> So, so what if, what if you were going through the AMA and I was like, you know, it's really scary. Like every time <laughs> I, I actually would have loved that. I bumped um, up to two two days a week in therapy. Um, one the day of and one the day after. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Herpshe, Herpshe's kisses. kisses. <laughs> Here's so this is this this is I think gonna this will split the listenership. I do think that there is a lot of misunderstanding about herpes one in six people have herpes um hf and i believe that's hsv2 which is specifically genital herpes 90 percent of the people who have hsv2 don't know it are asymptomatic um and so you can be you can you can give herpes to someone if you don't have an herpes an outbreak, the incubation period of it can be, depending on a study, up to six months. So even if you you probably don't even know who you got herpes from. All this to say, 
that I agree with your doctor. And let me say, I'm speaking as somebody who does not have it, but um, like a year or two ago had like a scare and like, like many people freaked out um, and like went in and got tested and was tested like three or four times over the year because blood tests are notoriously unreliable, even like mostly like so many false positives. Um, that's why they, in most, uh, in fact, almost every as normal STD screen, you're not being screened for herpes or it's like, um, it's well, like, to, like uh, HPV into stuff, which is, yeah. Well, it, it, uh, the, 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 a lot of what I've read is that, um, it's so unhelpful to test because there are so many, if you don't, in, in, unless you have a, an out, a visible outbreak, because there's so many false positives, um, that happen mm. that it's, it's unhelpful. And also so many people have it. It's like HPV. Your doctor will a lot of times like laugh at, like, I remember when I was 22, I think just out of college, I was like, can I get tested for HPV? And they were like, you have it. I don't know. So here's my thing is that when I am like, casually hooking up with someone like when i'm on a ship or like like bringing someone home or like i don't know it's a, an app sort of thing um you know there is like a, a a sort of general like when was the last time you were tested um that conversation but i'm not i don't know i don't really care if you have it and you don't have an active outbreak i personally would not care i don't think it's that big of a deal um it's also like a very manageable sort of disease and a lot of people have it and don't know about it and the second part of your question is a little bit more tricky and i guess i don't know for me and i I wish you were a gay person because it would be so much easier for me to speak to my experience and i'll let mitra i will let mitra speak on this in a second (laughs) but i will say i feel like i always know I usually would know. You 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 can intuit um, if it's going to be something more and sort of take it from there. But I don't know, Mitra, how do you feel as a heterosexual person who has much different sort of idea about this? Well, I mean, I think, you know, for me, I've definitely... Ha- my, I mean, my dating experience is like, I have had a a one night stand type situation that turned into a relationship. My last boyfriend was that. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's like, you know, because your, your doctor is giving you this information and you know that it's something that you might not necessarily have to share, but then it's also like the fear of like, after, if you see this person again and you want to talk to them about it, it's like, wait, were you lying to me? Or like, were you like, is it a lie by omission if you're not saying it? And I think like, kind of, yeah, like it it is something that you are electively choosing not to share with people that people might want to know about that could possibly impact their own bodies. But it, but it is again, like, you know, something that a lot of people have and it's very easy to have and it's easy to not know that you have. So, but I, but I think that's, that's a context that might get lost on someone who's finding out after the fact. So. Yeah, I guess it just, just changes. I mean, I, I too, like for me personally, because I have a lot of sex, like I go into it, like it's you're, you're, unless you are having full on monogamous, like Christian sex, you are going into every sexual encounter, even if you're someone who only has like 
seven partners and like you think that it's like i don't know every single interaction unless you are two virgins getting together there is risk involved and like you cannot divorce yourself from that risk and and that is a responsibility that i take for myself and i don't necessarily like you know if if i ask a question like i expect honesty and i understand the whole idea of like live emission blah 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 but i i also like whenever i've gotten an std i've always like it is like it's it's partially I don't know I just like I I take that I know that that's a risk going into it and like yes. just as a side PSA like if someone tells you that they have an STI and might have given it to you be cool I will say that like this is the other thing that I found and this is also I don't know if this translates to the to the heterosexual community but like because I self select with people who are also similarly have similar sexual ethics as I do. In the last like five years or so, that like three times that I've gotten an STD, STI, I and had to tell someone, um, they've been so cool about it. And the same in the reverse, because again, like you yeah. so you sort of have to self-select and that's make sure that the people you're you're sleeping well. with have sort of align with you on those things. So totally, cool. I think I think that that's part of it as well. Is like the the experience that I've had in those situations as as well has has also been super positive and productive and open and there was no judgment or anything like that it was just a thing of like oh fuck like now i have to go to the doctor i'm annoyed like it's annoying it's annoying but it but you know for for some people it's more than that so i think it's just up to you to select people that you feel will feel the same way as you but also be understanding if people don't because you know if people if and people and be honest when people ask that's all you can ask for is it's crazy and I, I think with just stis in general i mean obviously sex ed in this country is uh, awful and but like people do not understand that like how asymptomatic most stis are and and i and may, weirdly maybe after all of this like people will understand asymptomatic like just as a concept a little yeah. bit better but like i mean that's why you ha- i don't know like i I I could go I could talk about this stuff for a while but um ultimately it's going to be a case by case thing it's hard it sucks but I think you know the difference if like you're blackout drunk with some guy at a wedding that you'll never see again and you're not symptomatic and he, and you know the conversation isn't had versus like someone you're going on a date with would probably you know I don't know that's just how I feel and that's and I'm, I'm sticking it. to it. That's how Joel and feels, I'm and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> 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 Let's get that next voicemail. Yes. Yes. Wow, horny. <laughs> I am. Yes. Always am. Hi, Jitra. Hi, Mole. Wow. Uh, so I am 29, and I'm a stupid gay bitch. <laughs> I've been with my boyfriend for like nine months now, and I would love if I could spend the rest of my life with him. But I have this thing that I do where I'm just like so annoying and like, overbearing at times for no reason whatsoever like whenever we do activities together i'll find myself like domineering the whole project not considering his input even though i love him so much and i like really care about what he thinks um like the other day we were like doing dishes or i was doing dishes and he was making eggs and like as he poured the eggs in the pan i found myself like sneaking a peek at what he had the stove set to so i could like make sure he was like cooking the eggs at the right setting as if he like doesn't know how to make fucking eggs he makes eggs every day and they're delicious so, like, uh, how do I just chill the fuck out and stop being such a crazy, annoying bitch sometimes, you know? Like, it's hard. I don't want to scare him away, but at the same time, how do I, like, let go of 
controlling every situation. Obviously, it's a control thing. I have self-awareness enough to recognize that much. <laughs> um, I guess that's it. I love the pod. Mitra, Three Busy Devers is a really funny show. Joel, uh-huh. your stand-up special was great. Um, hope to hear back from you guys soon. Bye. <laughs> Wow. Okay, I know that we're against this sort of as a whole, but I do kind of want to just call this person stupid gay bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid gay bitch. It really did. Honestly, it it came in like as we were putting the order in, it literally came in like minutes before we like right as we were like we're submit we're sending it to Dana as like the breakout and like in the transcript I saw stupid gay bitch and it really my <laughs> eyes like lit up and I was like I didn't even <laughs> listen to the rest of the call I was like we just gotta um we have to honor gay that bitch, yeah is <laughs> someone that needs to be honored so stupid gay bitch this is something I think you and I both can relate to oh my god yeah <laughs> like talk we about talk- a, I see myself in this collar <laughs> yeah <laughs> just a real mirror and I see what a stupid gay bitch I am um except I've never made it nine months so kudos to you um, um I know on my end reading I mean I really really relate to this I think for me like understanding a just like yes it is control but like where it comes from like for like so much of this has come up for me in therapy where it's like I so badly want people to love me that I'm like if I just make everything perfect then nothing bad will ever happen Mm -hmm. and then they will have no reason to not love me yep so but I think once I really like worked through that and sort of acknowledged that part of my personality it gave me the freedom to be like you know, if we have bad eggs one morning, I don't think that means this person will stop loving me. Yeah. So I think for me, my my like serious advice would just be like, really think about like why you need that control. Yes, it's a control thing. Yes, everybody wants control. But like, what what are you trying to control? And is the thing that you're trying to control actually servicing like the root behind that desire to control it is interesting you know what's missing from this is um the boyfriend's pov because <laughs> like i don't i i just like have this image uh and this is like a classic gay archetyping in couples of like big tall quiet top and like stupid crazy bitch controlling bottom and that and that and those roles sort of like reverse in the bedroom and i don't know i like maybe he likes it (laughs) maybe he maybe he likes i don't know and like that could be completely wrong and maybe the obviously there's some impetus for calling because you you made the call but i don't know i'm I'm sort of interested in what his pov is maybe have him call (laughs) (laughs) well i also feel like like this person seems to have like a decent rip on it too like you catch yourself wanting to do things to control the person but like you wanted to check in on the eggs but all you did was look so it's like that's okay like I think it's okay to have those impulses I think especially right now when we have control over so little it's Mm -hmm. like of like I feel the same impulse for me it's like I'm looking at what other people are doing it's like my roommate put the yoga mat in a different place and I was like why is it another place (laughs) and then I'm like does this matter? Probably not. But is no. it okay that I'm thinking about it? Yes. My no. entire environment right now is my home. So Yeah, and I bet he and I bet the boyfriend gets that too. I bet the mm-hmm. boyfriend is has his own things and he's doing things to annoy you to cope. But I also think like, yeah, it's okay. Like maybe that's just your way of, like I literally put 
I looked up how many calories were in a shallot yesterday because I wanted to be that specific in how I tracked. And like, that is stupid. And like, literally, I mean, actually a lot more calories in a shallot than you might think. But I ultimately like not something I would do in normal times. And but it brought me so much comfort. It brings me so much comfort to know how much energy I'm putting into my body. And that's just something that like I made peace with and, you know, sort of unfortunately, I don't have a boyfriend of nine months to do it. Well, and it's also like, like I am like a micromanaging bitch. And like, that's something that I am working on every single day of my life. But I'm also, (laughs) Joel, (laughs) can I offline with you for a second? Joel, look at, check, check your fucking text, Joel. (laughs) Finally, the listeners hear the the dark side of me. (laughs) But, um, but it is something that like that, that is something that I work on in my own relationship Mm -hmm. and just every part of my life. But I know that my boyfriend knows that like that is a part of my personality. Like I yes. am I am someone who likes to like have a lot of input on stuff and like know what's going on and ask a lot of questions. And like I think it's I think it's something that can get grading, but that people also appreciate. I, I'm sort of projecting you and wit in the situation of the eggs specifically. <laughs> and I can just picture you being like, hey, what what temperature are the eggs at? Uh, and then he tells you and then actually can you put them on this temperature and he'd be like yeah sure because maybe your boyfriend doesn't care about the things that you're controlling and and i will say from working with you because i am also a control freak and you know we've been doing this podcast for um a while now 30 years 35 (laughs) years and the thing is there is actually a real comfort in working with you and we've talked about this like offline too is that like i like It is nice because it's like I can like on days like today, like there are certain things that go on behind the scenes where like in a lot of other creative partnerships, I'm like, I have to do everything because if I don't do it, then it won't be done correctly. And this is like one of the first times with you where like I know that like if I don't do it or if I like don't have the bandwidth that like it will get done, it will get done well. And like there's a cer- so there's a certain there's like it's a double edged sword living and working and being in love as we are with someone who is a control freak and either a maybe your boyfriend is equally as controlling and like sometimes likes to you know loosen the valve a little bit because he knows that you will get the eggs made properly or maybe he just is like wit and doesn't like it's the stakes are so much and he's like fine with you wanting to control some of the little details completely like have I you talked really- to him about it. Um, the boyfriend, not, not wit. I oh, don't me. care about. I was like, yeah, I, um, <laughs> um, well, then, uh, <laughs> me just fully doing therapy. <laughs> but I do really like this is so familiar to me, and I can say just from my own experience, like the times that it bothers wit, he lets me know, and the times that he doesn't, he's just like, oh, it's I have it on eight. The, the settings on eight I'm like can you make it seven and he does it and he doesn't fucking care yeah, because exactly. the little things don't affect him the way that they affect me and that's part of being in a relationship is like things that you don't give a fuck about might be incredibly important to the other person so you get over it yeah because it doesn't matter yep um all right so and just in general just stop being a stupid gay bitch um, <laughs> thank you right. so much for calling in stupid gay bitch you stupid gay bitch um <laughs> We have one last email. It's a quickie, but I think it's like something that a lot of people listening right now can relate to and just need to hear, even if we don't even answer it. Just people need to hear it, but we will answer it. Um, You you do it? I would love to. Yeah. Yeah, you do it. Hello, Joel and Mitra. Love you both. 
Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, as we know, we're going through a very traumatic time right now. I'm a bartender, so I lost my job and basically have nothing to do. Anyway, I have a group chat with some of my friends here, New York City, and one of them is particularly bothering me. It feels like she's trying to win quarantine. She's constantly sending pics and workout clothes and saying she hasn't watched any TV yet. She's sending links of classes to take and shit I want no part of. This is my time to relax, eat, and chill with my fiance. The rest of us send memes about how fat we're getting and Tiger King, which she said she didn't like. And every time she sends us a text, it sounds like she's bragging about her accomplishments during quarantine. And it makes my blood boil. What should I do? She's driving me crazy and I'm ready to block her ass, but she's literally one of my best friends. So I feel like a cunt. Any advice as to how to not let it bother me or bother me so much or anything would be great. Okay, bye. Wow, 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 wow. What, oh, wait, first of all, what are we going to call this person? Okay. Um, who? So. So first- she's, this, this person self-identifies as a cunt. Yes. Which, unless they're British, makes me say, identifies as female so mm-hmm. tiger queen <laughs> <laughs> yes yes let's do that tiger cunt <laughs> tiger cunt yeah why not <laughs> yeah let's why go not? there tiger cunt um <laughs> let's go there and i think she, i think this person would love that um here's <laughs> the thing i it is so weird that in this and we talked about this last week a little bit mm-hmm in this time of quarantine, even though we are in physical spaces with maybe a lover or a roommate, we are also sort of weirdly trapped with the people we're on group threads with. And it's very, in a way that is like different than it was on the, than before, because mm-hmm. suddenly it is mostly the only people that you're talking to. Yes. Are, and there's like no reason to not respond. Right. And like the peripheral friends that sort of buffered the annoying things about your core group of friends have disappeared from your life. Mm -hmm. You you realize that is that like I am on two different group threads of New York friends and L.A. friends. And like they are the people that when I'm in New York, I hang out with and the people when I'm in L.A., I hang out with. But I realized about this time is that there are so many people in my life that I see at shows or just like very casually that I would never, 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 never want to be on a thread with because we're not that close, who I no longer see. And the absence of those people is really felt because I'm suddenly now every a little annoying thing about all of my close friends is sort of blown up into the extreme, which is definitely happening in this situation. And what I did this week when I turned off my phone too is I left the group threads. And I do, and, and people do this, I think this is, this should be normalized more. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was just like, hey, guys, uh, I need a break. I'm piecing out. Mm-hmm. And then you leave the thread. And then in a week, you ask someone to add you back on. And it is sort of like when a housewife leaves uh, a, a <laughs> reunion and then Andy has to sort of walk them back to stage. You know? Right. <laughs> like, sometimes it's traumatic and sometimes they just, you know. Well, it's, you know, it's it's Bethany leaving the show and then coming yeah. back recharged. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that, I think, is like, because here's the other thing. Like, this, your, what your friend is doing is absolutely annoying 100 percent. she sounds like someone that we would be friends with you and i who struggles (laughs) with the same disease but is less self-aware than you and i are because we would never do this but i think that like we find the power in like all the things that your friend is doing but she's she's and she is coping in an unhealthy way too i mean that's what i have been thinking this whole time is just like unfortunately the way that this person is coping is 
performatively achieving. So like you're laying down, you're hanging out, eating with your fiance. This person is sharing every little thing that she does and it's triggering to you, but it's like, but it, but it, but it's how she's handling this time. So it's like all you, you cannot control how she's doing it, but you can control your level of engagement with it. And I think leaving the thread and starting a splinter thread is completely appropriate. And you don't have to tell her. And we do this. And we do this all the time. We mm. do this. I say the royal we. The world does this all the time. I am on splinter threads. Whether it's because, like, I want to talk about a television show, a.k.a. Tiger King or something that, like, you know, or Drag Race or something. Like, we do, we, you do it all the time. And find an excuse. Create a splinter thread with the people that don't piss you off. Say, hey, I'm taking a break from the main thread. And, like, and... Just that's how you deal with it. Truly. Yeah. It, like, just create the most healthy, fun environment for yourself, even if, like, even, like, virtually, especially because so much of our lives are virtual right now. Yeah. And no one can say boo because, again, it's such a weird time. If you want to leave the group thread for a minute, then great. Like, no one can say boo. I'm, I guarantee you, by the time you get back on, she'll be a mess. She'll have melted. And you'll love it. And, and by you'll then, love it and you'll celebrate and- it. And by then, you're going to be like weeks deep into whatever your fitness thing is. And you'll be the annoying tiger cunt in the yeah, thread. Exactly. <laughs> I guess you are the tiger cunt. No, she, yeah. This, the call, tiger cunt is tiger cunt. And then this girl sounds like Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> your own personal Carol Baskin. Your nemesis. Okay. Uh, but I get um, it. It's hard to like, I've muted people that are like thriving for yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm sure people muted me. I'm sure. Uh, and like, I will return to the the thread this week at the end of the week or next week or whenever I decide to return to my group threads. And um, people won't say shit. People literally won't care or notice probably. You know, I mean, they will notice because they're your friend, but like they'll get it. And they'll totally. just act normal. So I think that's your option and that's what you should do. Yeah. Your friends just want you to feel okay. So mm. if feeling okay means that you don't find out that someone in your friend circle is working out. God bless. <laughs> I haven't watched any TV yet. Shut the fuck up. Ugh. Make me sick. Watch TV. <laughs> Watch TV. Make me like, sick. Oh, you're going to read a book, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <Ugh>. Yeah, right. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> yeah. Can I also just um low key shout out Marco Polo the app? I love Marco Polo. We, I didn't know you had it. I'm going to start poloing you. Um, <gasps> Please. Marco Polo is a really, really great app for the, these times, especially because it's A, it is not for public consumption. Mm-hmm. It is a way to communicate with your friends that's not text and that there's like fun ways to do it. And I don't know. Um, it's I so think- nice to be able to leave a video message for people. But it's also like I don't always have the energy to do like a FaceTime or a Zoom. But I'm also so fucking tired of texting. Yes. Yes. So it, it's just a nice alternative. You just talk into your phone and send your friend a video just for your friend. It's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Um, oh, also, since we're doing shout outs weeks ago when we were still allowed to be taking all a million walks a day, um, I passed someone on the street who was listening to urgent care. That's shut up. Really? It was so awesome. I forgot to tell you, Joel, because we it, I did it. I did it the day before we recorded. So I was like, I'll tell Joel. And then I forgot until right now. So that happened weeks ago. And I just want to say hi to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It was Shout so out. cool. <laughs> Shout out to our fans. Name the song. Um, um, do it again. Shout out to our fans. Da, 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 da. I don't know. What is it? Colin. No. 
I'm not going to tell you. I'll tell you off the pod. Okay. I feel like it's going to be really painful for you. It's actually sort of similar in, it's in the same genre as the song that you really love that you made us listen to a million weeks ago. Anyways, we... Wow. To leave me on a cliffhanger, I'm shaking. It's a riddle for the for the listeners, too. Oh, my God. My dad sent me texted me a riddle last night, and it, like, sent me into a tailspin. Like, what? Was it, like, the doctor was his mother or that style? or a numbers game, and I was just like, what the fuck are you doing sending me a riddle at 10 p.m.? <laughs> it was so in this time like, what are you Laura think, he's Laura Croft's dad like it was that's so like, crazy I was like this is a literal this start time, of a Tomb Raider game to send me a riddle um <laughs> <laughs> okay um so if you want to get some of our beautiful oh, I thought you were I thought you were gonna read the riddle <laughs> I saw you reach for your phone. I thought you were going to share the riddle with... And I was like, Mitra, I don't think anyone wants... I mean, no. I'm sure we will now get emails of people being like, send us the riddle, but... No, I just um, want to say I'm not sharing the riddle because <laughs> it was hard for me and I I would be scared to find out that it's actually easy. So yeah. <laughs> I will never share the riddle. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Put that on the merch. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want advice from uh, us, <laughs> call 323-334-0371. That's 323-334-0371. Or email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com. Um, I'm so grateful people are so listening and um, grateful for Ryan grateful for Dana and grateful for you Joel and July and I'm grateful for Mitra but other than that Mitra um three busy Debras out now on Adult Swim mm-hmm. um every fresh Sunday off at midnight of a second triumphant episode Cartwheel <laughs> Club amazing um um dedicated Quibi to Joel is out. you can see me on Singled, singled out, out baby <clears throat> I watched the first episode Quibi. last night yeah and um if you watch closely you might be able to spot the episode where I tweeted out was just gaslit by an MTV exec and then was forced to delete the tweet um, <laughs> and see if you can pinpoint the moment between takes in which I <laughs> felt the need to tweet that. Uh, <laughs> no one, no one involved with the production will listen to this. So I feel confident in saying that it was a day on set when no one knew what gaslighting meant. And if it was bad that an MTV exec did it, but they did anyways. Um, Can't wait can't wait (laughs) love you guys love you bye bye